gon' feel the heat. Yeah, they gon' feel the heat. They gon' feel the heat. Tell your whereabouts ain't they ready? Nah. Yeah, you gon' feel the heat. They ain't ready. Yeah. Let's get it. Biggest discussions, games of the week. All up for debate, you gon' feel the heat. Come listen in, come take a peek. Day and web gon' make you feel the heat. Who got the win? Who saw the feet? Take a seat, you gon' feel the heat. Let them speak, you gon' feel the heat. Mic check one two, you gon' feel the heat. Welcome back to another episode of Feel the Heat. I'm your host, Dave. Hey, listen, want to wish everyone who didn't tap in on Tuesday a happy Thanksgiving, even though it's a day late. Also, want to tell you guys to be safe while you're out there Black Friday shopping. There's a lot of crazy people out there in the world, okay? And while you're shopping, make sure you grab a gift for your favorite host, me, Dave, and also for Web too. If you guys want to send us a gift, make sure you tap in at bymsports.com. And send us an email. We'll give you our address, okay? Got some good topics coming up. I was not impressed with the football last night for Thanksgiving uh, football in the NFL, but we'll get into that later. Big rivalries coming up in NCAA this Saturday, tomorrow. Ohio State versus Michigan. Florida versus Florida State. Wisconsin versus Minnesota. Uh, South Carolina versus Clemson, man. It's about to get heated. You already know you're about to get blazed. Tap in. Coming up next. Hey, what up, everybody? Web just checked in, so we're about to get into it. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Web. You did any Black Friday shopping today? Honestly, no. I just got my check. I went to TJ Maxx, and that was it. I haven't done any shopping yet. They had no sales there? Mm, Yeah, they did, but I'm waiting for Cyber Monday. I like to shop online. Me too. I'm with you on that. Don't forget to support your small business Saturdays. That's tomorrow. So if you got a local business in your town, support them. They help keep the economy going in your in your town. That's people who have rideshare businesses, storefronts, whatever. They make t-shirts. If they sell donuts, support them one day out the year. Don't forget about your small businesses, all right? So guys, listen to this. Conor McGregor is set to fight Donald Corinne, I believe. Is that how you say his name, Web? Honestly, I don't know. I've never even heard of the person. Never even heard of him either. But they're set to fight in January 2020. Um, and other news, after more than three decades of existence, the Arena Football League has filed for bankruptcy, shutting down all operations. I think everyone who has participated with Arena Football will now go to the XFL or the CFL, which is not bad entertainment. CFL actually gets TV deals in their, you know, nationally televised games the xfl something is gonna become a booming thing now that the arena football league will cease to exist um and since it's thanksgiving's week we got a couple of questions web what is something that you are thankful for and then what is your favorite food or foods to eat during thanksgiving 
What am I thankful for? I'm definitely thankful for. I'm thankful for sports that give me a pastime. That honestly, without it, I honestly wouldn't know what else to do if I wasn't at work. I'd probably go crazy. Um, probably for the food, it's got to be the uh, the green bean casserole. I never get tired of eating it. I'll eat it when it's not Thanksgiving. Oh, you should see my face on that one. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. Even though I did make that one one year for my aunt's or Thanksgiving party, it was a simple recipe. But I'm not a big fan of that. But um, I'm definitely thankful for sports too. It's a really good, positive thing in in life, whatever. But I'm really thankful for my family. Um, you know, for my job, for my friends. You know, that's a given. I'm thankful just for having a good opportunity where I'm at in life, uh, and all the support that you guys give us. Very grateful for that. And as far as food, I would go, I got to go with dressing. I love dressing, bro. It's, it's so good. That for people that don't, for, I don't, I don't know how, who doesn't know, but for people that don't know what that is, because there are people that don't know what that is, it's basically stuffing, but I think it's 10 times better. 10 times better. It's baked. It's not, it's, it's not stovetop. It's baked with, added with flavor and whatever you're going to use, chicken, turkey, Whatever, sausage, whatever you want to throw in there to give it some flavor. That's definitely like number one. All right, let's get into this sports talk, man. Biggest rivalry ever. I don't care what nobody says. I think this is the biggest rivalry in sports, period. Ohio State versus Michigan. Webb, tell me what's going to happen. It's going to be a homicide. Well, in the game, of course, not literally, but uh, Ohio State's the highest scoring team in the nation. They score the most points, and they give up the least amount of points. Um, Michigan's got 12 touchdowns and one interception in their last four games. Sure, that sounds great, but when you start looking at it, who are the last four teams they played? Indiana. They're 7-4. and They're okay. Michigan State, not even really bowl eligible. Maryland, 3-8. and Notre Dame's their best team. I don't think Michigan can stop Justin Fields or J.K. Dobbins. And J.K. Dobbins is playing better this year than he was last year. I think he's rushing, like, two more yards this season than he was last year per carry. And honestly, don't get me started about Chase Young. Most sacks in a single season in Ohio State history. Most in Ohio State history. And the DBs led by Okuda, a a few of them are going first round. I've seen Michigan struggle with their own game, game plan the spread offense, but as of late, they found some success against okay teams, and I say that with quotations outside of Notre Dame, but uh, I've got Ohio State by at least 30. They, they score more than anyone, and they give up less than anyone. Last time Michigan beat Ohio State, I believe, was 03 or 04. I think it was, I think it was 03. All right, so this is what I think. Michigan has been playing lights out ever since halftime that halftime loss to Penn State. They played really well after halftime. And this might be the best team in program history under Jim Harbaugh right now, what they have. They're 9-2. But Ohio State's defense has been amazing. So I have to say Ohio State is the favorite, but I think it won't be a big blowout. I think Michigan will pull real close. I think that Ohio State will start off hot. Being that they're at the big house in Ann Arbor at home, it gives Michigan a little bit more favor. They play a little bit more better when they're at home. They have been playing better the last eight games or so when they play games at home. So 
I like I like Michigan for the upset. I like Michigan for the upset. I think it'll be a close game, and it might be a seven point victory. I think it'll. I think the game will definitely be closer if Michigan can protect Shea Patterson. That's really the key element for me because the offensive line controls the game. If you have no protection, you have no chance. Right, and then there's one thing about this Michigan team that we seem to forget. They allow 100 yards or less rushing in the last six games. And it's going to be hard to stop J.K. Dobbins. Don't, don't get me wrong. But they have the third down stops. Um, and last week we saw Ohio State get pushed to the limits by Penn State. And I think Michigan will be the team that sticks that ship for them. But like you said, Patterson, he has to play the game of his life. Um, a lot of things are playing in a factor for this for Michigan to get the victory. Hell to the victors. Hmm. All right. Wisconsin versus Minnesota. I really like the golfers in this matchup. Um, Wisconsin started off really hot, but since then they kind of sizzled down. And, and Minnesota is still hot, too, even though they had that, that mishap against uh, Iowa. But I like Tanner Morgan. He's thrown 26 touchdowns and only five interceptions. He has two of the top receivers in the nation, which makes his job easier um, with, with – um, Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson. And I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor will have a good game, but it won't be enough. Honestly, I can't I can't disagree with what you're saying, and I don't disagree. But just, uh, just for uh, – I'm going to go dark horse just because I, I don't want to agree. Uh, I'm going to take Wisconsin. On it, obviously – the points per game is pretty similar, 35.5 and 35.9, pretty similar. Uh, Minnesota passes for more yards per game at 247 yards to 191, but this is the real difference, rushing yards per game. Wisconsin's at 250, Minnesota's at 184. Um, and last, didn't Wisconsin beat Iowa and Michigan? Yes, but... Minnesota also beat Wisconsin last year, so Minnesota is very confident that they can do it again. Well, all I'm saying, well, the saying goes, it's not what have you done for me, it's what have you done for me lately. And Minnesota's only played two ranked teams, and they lost to one of them. They can't take away, that doesn't discredit how how well they have played, and I know that's not what you're doing. No, it's not, Um, not at all. Wisconsin... You could almost say the same for them, but they played a little bit harder schedule. And they also lost to Illinois. Let's not forget that. Yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't bring that one up. And that's a tough loss because Minnesota is, you know, I think three, four times more talented than Illinois. But Illinois does have a really good coach. And Minnesota happens to have a really good coach as well. But you got it right there. He's picking Wisconsin. I've taken Minnesota. We're going to see what the results are tomorrow. But right now we're going to move on to the Florida, Florida State. Um, another rivalry. There's a lot of a lot of rivalry weeks um, coming up. This is the last regular week in college football before we move on to championship rounds next week for the conference. So, Florida versus Florida State. And I think that Florida needs this win more than FSU. Kyle Trash is good. That's all reason that I think Florida will win. He has 21 touchdowns and six picks this season as a backup, as someone who's never started in college football. He's been great for Florida Gators. Um, the defense, the defensive front for the Gators are going to create a lot of pressure, I think, for Florida State. 
And yes, Florida State has Cam Akers, and he's one of the better running backs in the in the nation. Um, but to me, this Florida needs this win more than Florida State. Florida State's already bowl eligible. Win or lose, they're going to a bowl game. Florida State is looking to get into a really big bowl game and possibly hope for some upsets where maybe they can try to sneak in and get a playoff berth. It's far-fetched, but it could happen. What do you think is going to happen? Um, well, I just want to start off by saying I got Florida in this. I don't see how Florida can lose. I really don't, unless something crazy happens. Florida State's O-line is terrible. They've, they've given up 36 sacks to Florida's 24. So that doesn't leave much of a much room for Cam Makers to do his thing, and he's their best player. Like like you said, he's a good running back. Um, he's got 13 touchdowns, and that's too short of the starting quarterback. Um, 29 29 sacks and eight interceptions on the season for Florida State, and eight recovered fumbles. However, Florida's in the SEC. We know the SEC is a factory for the NFL. So good luck with 32 points per game. And Trask has th- only thrown six interceptions, and he's that wide receiver core is loaded. It's, it really is. Uh, 38 sacks for the Gators with 15 interceptions on the season, and at one point they were leading the nation. Trask is completing 66% of his passes to Blackman 64%. Like I said when I started, I don't see how Florida can lose this game unless something drastic happens. I'm with you 100%. I'm going to go ahead and brief real quick on the Clemson versus South Carolina game. Now, a lot of people might think that that's not newsworthy, but let me give you a couple of reasons why. We know this South Carolina team, they're not going to a bowl game, number one. Number two, they have upset Georgia. They did upset Georgia while Georgia was ranked this year, which is a reason I don't believe Georgia should be in the top five because they lost to the South Carolina team, who's not even going to a bowl game. Number two reason why this is newsworthy. They also nearly upset Florida. Okay. Here's a third reason. Tavion Feaster, that plays for South Carolina, was once part of the dual threat running backs they have at Clemson. But he transferred this year to South Carolina. Um, Tavion has been, I would say, average where he's at right now. He has about six touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, about 600 yards rushing. And, but then you have to look at the other side of the ball. Travis Etienne and, and Trevor Lawrence, they're a dominant force on offense over there. Trevor Lawrence has thrown almost 3,000 yards um, passing. He's only thrown six interceptions, I believe, seven interceptions this season. Um, and for South Carolina, they only average about 19 points a game, which is not going to be enough against this Clemson offense and this Clemson defense. So with that being said, my pick is Clemson. Without a doubt, I don't have to look at the stats for it. I know Webb is on agreement, agreement, agreeing with me, but if South Carolina pulls out this upset, what a great year it would be for them, even though they're not going to a ball game. I agree, and like I, t- like I told you before, I di- I didn't believe this this game was newsworthy, and to be quite frank, I'm not 100% that Clemson should even be in the playoffs, even though they're undefeated. Which, I mean, some people have a different opinion about, but whatever. But I, I, I thought this game would only be newsworthy unless Clemson lost. So we'll see after the fact. There you have it. You just got blazed on that one. All right. We're going to jump into the NFL. Is it time to fire Jason Garrett, Webb? Been time. Um, like Rex Ryan. Did you see Rex Ryan get on TV and say, I, I believe it was on Get Up. 
Uh, he said, uh, the Cowboys are soft. They got all the talent in the world. They have enough talent to really compete for a Super Bowl, but they're losing. Who'd they lose to uh, last week? Not, um, do you remember? Last week, the Cowboys. They lost last week, too. Did they lose? They didn't play Green Bay. I'm not sure. Let me look it up, but go ahead and make your point. I'll get back to you. Well, yeah, I really feel like Buffalo. (laughs) Buffalo's low-key a good team. I just want to put that out there. They are low-key a really good team. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I got to check something. Go ahead. Keep talking. Keep talking. Like I said, Buffalo's a really good team. And I feel like this was the chance to... Look, look better than they did before. I mean, because losing to the Bills, it's not a good look for Jerry Jones. It's not a good look for Jason Garrett. It's not a good look for anybody, especially Dak Prescott, who's trying to get that big contract. Gonna get it. Um, it's time for Garrett to go. Something has to change. You have all this talent, but you have zero wins against any team above 500. Yeah, I, re- I read that statistic the other day. The Cowboys haven't beat any beat any team that's over 500. They got, I think, what? I can't remember exactly what the number is under 500, but they're definitely underperforming this season. And I'm disappointed in the Cowboys. All right, have a good day. And I don't know what that noise is, but the show is going to go on and I'll wait for day to come back. My bad, right now. <laughs> My bad, guys. Sorry. If you guys have never used it, you should. Instacart is great. Brings your groceries straight to your door. My groceries just got dropped off in the middle of the show. So what Webb was saying, what was your last thing you were saying so I could pick up? My last thing was Buffalo was really there. It was Dallas's chance to to rectify at least something. I mean, because losing the Losing to Buffalo, it doesn't look good on Jerry Jones or Jason Garrett or Dak Prescott, who is after that big contract. They got yeah. all the talent, and some something's got to shake. Contract for Dak. You haven't played like a $90 million. Sorry, you haven't. Uh, I was watching uh, I was watching first take today, and Max Kellerman was saying the quarterback position is honestly overpaid. Think about it. Look where Carson Wentz is at. All the money they gave him. How does he look? Same thing with Jared Goff. How does he look? And do you... Uh, he doesn't think the Ravens should pay Lamar Jackson immediately, even though that's what's going to happen. But I don't think Dak deserves that money. I really don't. I really think that Lamar Jackson deserves the money. I mean, he's done more than Dak has done. Um, and he's played way better than Dak has. If you're going to talk about who needs to be paid this year based on their performance of this year, then yeah, definitely Lamar Jackson. He needs to be paid. I think but he's going to keep this year. pace up. That's only one year. What if he regresses next year? And they, get, I, don't and they- I don't think he's going to regress the next year because with one of their picks, they have swapped out with somebody um, for some, I think it was with the Rams or something like that. They're going to end up being able to draft like C.D. Lamb or um, the, the guy, what's it, Judy from, from Alabama. They add that with Hollywood Brown and Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin, Mark Ingram. They're going to be doing some serious damage on offense. And in addition to Mark Andrews, yeah, I don't see him regressing. I see him getting even better if he has more offensive weapons. That read option is honestly unstoppable. 
Um, somebody told me I was crazy for saying that the Ravens were going to go to the Super Bowl. And Okay, well, hold that. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. That's going to come up a little bit later in the show. All right? Let's go on to the next question um, real quick. Um, the Saints, they have a winning record. And they, they clinched the NFC South last night. Their wins have been less than impressive as of late. What is wrong with the Saints, Webb? Honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not crazy in, I'm not crazy into the Saints, but I do know this. They're nine and two. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're winning. That's all I gotta say about it. As long as they keep winning. What do you think? I mean, honestly. I want to hear what you think because you might know a little bit more about it than me. I personally don't think that anything is wrong with the Saints. I think they just aren't as impressive as we thought they would be preseason, early season. Um, they have been tested almost every week. First week when they played Houston, it came down to a last-minute field goal. Um, they got beat by the Rams when, when Drew Brees went out, and then Teddy Bridgewater came in and gave him a little spark. But there has not been many blowouts. They haven't looked like a dominant team. Sure, they have um, Kamara and Michael Thomas, but they, they, they are not the team that, are, that can put fear into their opponents. The team right now that's putting fear into their opponents, I believe, are the Ravens and the, the 49ers. I think and the, the Patriots. Patriots. Stephon Gilmore said the receivers, are, they won't even talk to him. They're scared. And we're, we're go ahead. I, I I think that I mean yeah. I, I think Stefan Gilmore. I don't think I put it in here, but Stefan Gilmore, he's a lockdown corner. If I'm opposed, if I'm the opposing quarterback and team, I'm not talking to him either. But that right there already proves your theory that the Patriots get it. They put the fear in you. He's already in their head before he's even matched up and lined up against these guys. But I did uh, I did peep something you said a second ago. Um, you said when you said what's wrong with the Saints? They've had injuries this season. Drew Brees was gone for six weeks, and Alvin Kamara was hurt too. And those are other outside of Michael Thomas. Those are their two playmakers. I agree, but Teddy Bridgewater came in and looked really good as a backup. He carried that team, and I don't think they had one loss while he was the backup quarterback. No, they didn't. Um, but Kamara, he's he's looked a little bit slow, and it goes back to a point you made probably in episode three or four when we were talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Um, the running back, the lifespan for a running back to be really good is not that long, and I'm not saying Kamara isn't good right now, but we're not going to always see running backs be explosive and, and agile because they take so many hits. They take so much pounding. They do so much running on their knees, which is why they're always injured and hurt. So that makes it, that go back to your point. You made a really good point in those weeks to bring that point out that you really don't feel like running backs should be paid like that because their lifespan in the NFL is like average three, three, four years. Well, I don't think they should be paid really beyond like their set. Like they get their rookie, they get their rookie deal. If they do really, really good for that, I think they should get paid because I think after that, they might start, re they might regress a little bit. Or if they resign them after that, maybe one more time. But you can't, you can't pay all this money to quarterbacks their whole career. They're, they're not going to last. Look at Demarco Murray. He didn't last, but that was mostly on the on the Cowboys because 
what do you have, like 490-something carries in one season, third most all-time? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and ran- to make a correction, he meant running back, not quarterback, before you guys start saying, he said quarterback. No, he meant running back. You know what he meant. Did I say I said quarterback? Yeah. Oh, my bad. You good, you good, you good. So, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, same thing happened with Todd Gurley last year, um, coming off an MVP season, and he comes back this year, and it's like, who is Todd Gurley? <laughs> You just got paid all this money. You was an MVP. And, like, for the last four years, you've been, what, having almost 300 carries a year? It's not good. Plus, you got to add in the receptions he takes in. All right. um, Let's move forward. Stephen A. has the Bills listed as a top five team overall in the league. Do you agree with him? Mm. Do you know where exactly he put him? Where he put him five? He put him at three. He put him at three? Yes. No, I don't. I don't think they're number three, but I think they're definitely. I think they're five. I think I put them at number five. Yeah, I think maybe, that they're a top maybe. five team. Yeah, because the first three would be for for me. This is me, but uh, number one would be the Ravens. Number two, I don't know. It's cl- it's like a tie between San Francisco and the Patriots, but I give it to Frisco. Um, number three's got to be the Patriots. Um, so Buffalo is like number four, number five for me. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Number one would be 49ers, Ravens, uh, Patriots, Saints. And then we have to add in uh, Buffalo at five. But they're definitely a top five team. Um, they just figure out how to win. Their defense is great. Their defense is not the problem. They do give up big plays, but they don't give up touchdowns, which is really good. But they're often struggles, and that's because of Josh Allen. But he finds a way to win, whether it's ugly or not. He's leading the team in rushing touchdowns right now, and he's playing. You know, he's playing pretty solid, even though it's ugly. You know, that's what I, that's what I like about Buffalo. They don't change their game plan for anybody. You just they come out, they play their game, and you have you, to beat them. You got to be better than them. That's what I like about Buffalo. Same. Um, right now, if you had to pick the Super Bowl matchup, I know who you had already said, but reiterate, who would you select? I want to. I would like to see um, the Niners and the Ravens. That's what I'd like to see. I picked the same. I mean, I think that was going to be the best matchup they were going to see. All right, let's go ahead and move up. Since we're talking about that, this is one of the games of the week. The 49ers versus the Ravens. Who's going to get the first W? It's got to be the Ravens. That read option is unstoppable. And you throw some play action in there to Marquise Brown. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, like I said, uh, I think it was an episode or two ago, the only true weak spot I see it on the 49ers is Jimmy Garoppolo. Whether anybody agrees with me or not, that's where I think the 49ers' weak spot is because they have a solid defense despite having some injuries, and they have a, a, a really good running game. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm going to take the Ravens in this game as well. All right, Patriots versus the Texans. Patriots for sure. Patriots all day. Their defense is going to be too good. You already know Stephon Gilmore is going to be assigned to DeAndre Hopkins. And um, Deshaun Watson is just going to have to figure out a way how to beat the Patriots. And the, the, their their defense, the Houston Texans defense, is going to have to figure out a way to make Tom Brady uncomfortable. The teams that have done that have been able to keep them at about 15, 16 points a game. And uh, we'll see. Tom Brady isn't looking like the young guy no more. He's looking like the old man. So... I'm still going to take the Patriots on that. 
But the Texans' defense, after losing Clowney, super mediocre. Super mediocre. Of course. And they lost uh, Watt, too. So, um, the Vikings versus the Seahawks. I believe this is the Monday night game. Hmm. I'm going to take the Seahawks just because the Vikings have been so – they do good, but they're just – you never know. You never know having Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. Dalvin Cook – has been healthy and hurt, healthy and hurt. Um, I'm gonna take. I can't take the Vikings. I'm gonna take the Vikings. Um, and I, it only depends on if Adam Thielen is back. I know he's been nursing that hamstring injury, but with the bye week, plus he sat out the week before that, plus he sat out three quarters of that game. He tried to come back. I think he's probably had enough time to rehab. But you know, the the hamstring is very sensitive area to injure because you need that to run and to leap and to make cuts and all that stuff. So um, I think it depends on if Thielen is playing, gives Kirk Cousins another option to throw to. Irv Smith Jr. has been playing phenomenal, the rookie. And um, yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, That sums up the NFL news. Guys, just got blazed on that one. Let's jump into the NBA as we get ready to count down. We got tap out of here real soon. LeBron James reaches a 33,000 milestone in points um fourth player in history to ever do this he finished that game against the pelicans on wednesday night with 29 and 11 kimball walker comes back from his neck injury and torches the nets for 39 points in his return with that being said here are some trade rumors that we've heard is lamarcus aldrich going back to portland and if he is is it a good fit for him right now Webb? um yeah, I think it would be. And on top of that, Marcus Aldridge said he wanted to go back to the Trailblazers. He wanted, he wants to retire a Trailblazer. I think it would be a really good fit for them. I would even trade away Hassan Whiteside. He's just he's he gets you boards, but he's just he's not who he was when he got that first deal with Miami, and he came in hungry and he played, and then he got paid, and it just seems like he kind of slowed down in his progression. So. I would definitely trade off Whiteside for him if you could get Pop to buy in that he could turn Whiteside into a dominant center. And if anybody could do it, I believe Pop could. All right. Um, Chris Paul, also a trade rumor. What do you think is the best team, the best fit for him? Honestly, I I couldn't really tell you. Um Anybody, I feel like anybody could use Chris Paul that doesn't already have like their like a concrete point guard like like the Pistons for example. They don't have a really concrete point guard. I mean, we got Derrick Rose, but he's constantly hurt. Yeah, um, I agree with you. But what about this? How about the Bucks? I think they they desperately need a floor general. They have George Hill, Eric Bledsoe. It's not enough. He would give them a different dynamic to that team. Plus, he's shooting his best three-point percentage from the field in his whole career this year with Oklahoma City? Um, um I wouldn't, yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the Bucks because I'd say the Bucks need more of like a 3 and D kind of point guard because Giannis is going to have the ball most of the time and Chris Paul is really like that classic point guard. The ball goes through him, the game runs through him, you know what I'm saying? The offense really flows through Chris Paul, so I don't think Chris Paul would be a good fit for the Bucks, uh, unless he's okay with just kind of the three and D kind of role, which doesn't sound like him. But 
No, he's definitely the floor general. So, yeah, he's definitely the floor general. I'm just saying, if you want to make a good run, Chris Paul's a good addition to have. What about Kevin Love? I think Kevin Love will fit good in anywhere, honestly. Kevin Love's real... I know how you feel about Kevin Love, especially when LeBron was with him. He was a bum. That's at least what you said. But I think Kevin Love is reliable. I I would take Kevin Love on the Pistons. I would take Kevin Love. Uh, Sacramento could use Kevin Love. Uh, of course, the Trailblazers could use Kevin Love. Okay, let me give you this team and think about. First of all, I felt that Kevin Love was very inconsistent, which made him a bum while he was playing with LeBron. When he was with the Timberwolves, of course, he was dominant. His game well, changed, and he really didn't adjust to that every night. Plus, he was going through, like, personal issues, and he addressed that in the Players' Tribune. Um, but I think Kevin Love is a good fit in Miami with Jimmy Butler and the guys they have there. Send Kelly Olynyk to Cleveland and bring on Kevin Love down south to Miami. I think that would definitely be an upgrade, considering that they already have Myers Leonard, right? That, yeah, they got Myers. Yeah, and I keep Myers. I'd run Kevin Love and Myers Leonard together in a starting lineup with Jimmy Butler. Um, I don't know who starts Tyler Hero, maybe, and whoever the point uh, Dragic is their point guard. That's a good little lineup. It's either it's either Drag it's either Dragic or Dragic or Kendrick Nunn. I'm, I can't remember which one. Yeah, they have a nice team there. Okay, how about Tristan Thompson? Tristan Thompson, he can go anywhere where anybody really needs rebounds, a scrapper, somebody that's really tough in the paint. I mean, um, off the top of my head, probably uh, the Rockets, because I know, yeah, the Rockets, uh, they shoot a lot, so they could use a rebounder. Nene's getting old. Um, Yeah, off the top of my head, the Rockets. Yeah, how about this? Like you said, he's a scrapper. He's a hustler. He he has good lateral movement, so he could definitely guard on the perimeter. I mean, he not might not be the best, but he can move his feet. How about Tristan Thompson to the Pistons? Get rid of Christian Wood, Don Maker, or uh, Tony Snell. One of them got to go. I like Christian Wood. Uh, he's, he's a real athletic center. Um, I'd keep Christian Wood, to be honest with you, but... Getting rid of Blake Griffin has been something I've been talking about for a while now, even though we have him for, like, the next four years, if we want him. It depends on what you're getting back for Blake. Okay, um, we got to wrap this up real quick. What about Andre Iguodala? Mm, honestly, I think Andre should have stayed with Golden State, bro. They have no, they have no bench. Their roster is depleted. The Trailblazers could use them, too. Their roster is depleted. Uh, Andre Iguodala is a really reliable 3 and D kind of guy. Okay. Um, I think, obviously, the Lakers might be the best fit for him. But to bring up your point, and I know we didn't really discuss it about the Warriors, and they don't have a bench right now, and they're not doing well. The best thing that can happen for the Warriors, and I said this before, is to continue to tank and lose games and get that number one draft pick and pick up LaMelo Ball and have another brother out there that can wet the ball up who's only going to get better, who's young, who will be better than both his brothers at the end of the day? Hmm. I don't know if I'd grab LaMelo. I'd probably grab, I'd probably grab a big man, but that's not a bad, that's not a bad option. I would, I would definitely take a little LaMelo on my squad. Absolutely. All right. So guys, that wraps that part up. We're going to do NBA pick them up and we're going to let you guys go back to your Black Friday shopping. 
we got the Pacers versus the Hawks. Definitely taking the Hawks. I think Miles Turner's still out. He's back in. Uh, he's back. Oh, he's back? Yeah. Oh, he's back. Definitely taking the Pacers. You got Sabonis coming off the bench, who's very, he's been very consistent lately. I got to take the Pacers. Yeah, that's a good matchup. The Hawks are kind of hot, but I'm going with the Pacers as well. All right. Heat versus Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn in the house. Uh, I think Kyrie's still hurt with that shoulder injury. Um, so I can't take the Nets. I like the what Heat. About- I'm taking the Heat all day. Spurs versus Detroit. Honestly, I think Detroit's lacking. Uh, I'm going to take the Spurs. DeJounte Murray, really reliable point guard. Uh, he was a uh, third-team all-defense two years ago. He tore his ACL last season, but um, they got L.A. I'll take the Spurs, for sure. DeMar DeRozan, for sure. Yeah, I'm going with the Spurs. All right, guys, so that wraps us up for the week. Enjoy your Black Friday shopping. Enjoy your family if they're still in town. Enjoy the games next week or um, tomorrow and on Sunday, and we'll see you next week on Tuesday. You've just been blazed.